0: And good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and your local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Gordy Zambrano, your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network's South and Central Texas listening area. You can hear this program every Monday at noon right here on your local GRN station, online at grnonline.com, or on the free guadalupe radio network app now i apologize up front we are not streaming this show on our facebook page but uh, we will return next week to facebook so you can catch us there uh, next week but you could still go into uh, facebook and go into our page grn south and central texas facebook group and you could join us so uh, we won't be streaming the video again but uh, you will catch us next week again so thank you everyone For tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Uvalde, and right here in good old San Antonio where it is frigid. It is cold out there. And uh, hopefully everybody's doing their best to... Uh, Stay warm today. I think here at the Guadalupe Radio Network at our building, there's only like two of us uh, who got here this morning. Sean and I I think we're the only ones working in the whole building. But it is cold out there. Stay warm, stay safe. We're grateful that you've decided to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. And on this program, what we try to do is bring you a variety of informative discussions, highlighting different people, ministries, and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. Now, today, we're going to spend the hour talking to one of my favorite deacons in the whole wide world, Deacon David Delaney, and, of course, of course Gabriella Gabby Gast, from uh, Mother of the Americas Institute, uh, Institute and also parishioners over at Our Lady of the Atonement, which uh, I'll tell you about my weekend. I was just there. It was fantastic. We're going to cover many topics, including uh, MAI's new course, made for communion. So be, uh, be listening for that. I'm really looking forward to our discussions. And, uh, but before we begin those conversations, like we do every week, let's get today's program started the way we should do all things. And that's in prayer. And remember, as we pray, ask the Lord to make his will known to you and for the grace to accomplish his will in love and obedience. And whenever I have a priest or a deacon in the studio, I ask them to lead us in prayer. So, Deacon David Delaney, will you please lead us in prayer?
1: I would be happy to. Thank you, Gordy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, in this time after the Epiphany, help us to be mindful of what the Epiphany means for us in our lives. Help us to recognize that Jesus Christ comes into the world not to force our wills, but to be humbled in order to be able to respond to him. But we must be, as Christian disciples, manifestations, continuing manifestations of Christ to the world. Help us to be able to live up (laughs) to this obligation, to be transformed in Christ, and to be able to witness to him in all aspects of our lives. We ask these in all things, in the name of our Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 In
0: the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you very much, Deacon David. And and we're going to get to you in just a second, but like I always do every week, I recap the weekend and uh, just let everybody know what's coming up. This past weekend was fantastic. It was the second weekend of our Guadalupe Radio Network's car raffle, our 2024 car raffle. And uh, this weekend I was at Our Lady of the Atonement, and uh, I was uh, thankful for Father Lewis and Father Jenkins and, of course, Deacon David Delaney um, for opening up their doors and allowing us to kick off, you know, car raffle for the second week. I got to talk to a lot of people out there, and let me tell you something, when you're there on a Sunday, and it's frigid out there. It's cold, and you see a packed mass. That is just a true testament to what that parish is doing. And Our Lady of the Atonement, they're doing it right. I mean, it was a sea of people, Deacon. I don't know, like 400 people were at 11 o'clock or 9 o'clock mass, 500 at 10, 11 o'clock. It, it was. It was a sea of people. When I was up there at the pulpit doing the talk, I looked out, and I was like, my goodness. There was, it was deep, and it even went into the foyer. So, but we'll talk about all that. Uh, so a great weekend. Just want to thank Our Lady of the Atonement for having us out there. I know uh, we uh, we will look forward to this uh, next year at the same time. And before that, the, the weekend before, I was over at Blessed Sacrament. Father Chris and the gang over there, thank you so much, Deacon Cardenas, for uh, allowing us to be out there. So we've had two great weekends of uh, parish talks and parish sales. And again, it's for a, we're raffling off a 2024 Mercedes-Benz GLB 250. The drawing will be February 23rd. And when I was up at the pulpit, I started, I said, you know, we're adding a component this year and it's called the pay it forward component, the pay it forward ticket. And so- I explained you can buy a ticket for your priest, your deacon, your seminarian, your nun. Uh, you can buy it for you know a family member or a first responder. And boy, I'll tell you what, people are really listening when you're talking up there. Because after after that mass, uh, this lady came up to me and said, "I want to buy one ticket for me, and I want to buy fourteen for fourteen different people." Wow! And I said, I said, "What a blessing!" That's what I said, Deacon. What a blessing! 14 tickets she bought for 14 different people, put their name, their number, and I was just so impressed. So I know it's working. Pay it forward is a great, great idea. Uh, Toyer, you know, one of our founders came up with it, and boy, what, what a blessing. I know the Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, you need to start including people who can't afford to buy a ticket, and this is how you're going to do it. Indeed. So, thank you again, Our Lady of the Atonement, and uh, look forward to next year's event. Now, next week I'm going to be out at Saint Bonaventure. Uh, this actually this weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday. So I'll be there. The way it goes is I'm there for the Vigil Mass and then all Masses uh, on the on Sunday. And I want to thank Father Abel Ruiz for always being supportive of the GRN and for uh, allowing us to come over to Saint Bonaventure. And lastly, and as a reminder, uh, to pray for our priests. Our deacons, our seminarians, our nuns, our sisters, and devote an hour of adoration monthly if possible. It is so important that we pray for our priests, deacons, seminarians, and nuns. And, and also, don't forget Archbishop Gustavo Sear and also uh, Bishop Yannick and Bishop Boulette. I mean, they all need our prayers in such a big way, and I want to make sure everybody is praying for them and make sure that we are all in prayer for our vocations, which is one of the pillars here at the Guadalupe Radio Network. So with that said, that's enough of my intro, Deacon. And I think my voice is probably going to take all it can. But uh, again, welcome to the show, Deacon Del- David Delaney. And welcome to the, show, to the show, Gabriella Gass. If you can, Deacon, start us off with uh, who you are. Introduce yourself to our listeners.
1: Sure. Um, as you said, Deacon David Delaney. Uh, I'm the director and, um, uh, and president of our Mother of the Americas Institute. It's an apostolate that uh, we formed a little bit over 10 years ago now. Wow. Our focus is really on relationships and formation for relationships. We, we're we looking at trying to transform ourselves, yeah. transform the church in a more effective way than, uh, than we've been able to do re- recently. We've been spending a lot of time, effort. Uh, in the last 30 or 40 years, the laity has really, I mean, from... When I first started looking at this problem, you know, some 30 years ago, things have exploded in terms of laity involvement. It's a great thing. But with all the time and effort that we're devoting, one of the things that we have seen is that the fruits that we're getting, while there are fruits definitely, Mm -hmm. it's not in proportion to the amount of effort and time that those people are putting in. And, And so we're looking at some of the reasons for that. And we've come to recognize that ultimately we need to start focusing on what it means to be human and looking at it from the perspective of an authentic understanding of the human person. And so relationships are what we're made for. It's the foundation of what it is that we're made in the image of relationships, God, the Trinity. And so we're trying to infuse everything that we do and relationships and building relationships, because really to build a relationship with God, which is fundamental to life, we also have to live our relationships authentically with one another. Right. And so, Mother of the Americas Institute has really been formed to help um, both that directly, work on relationships directly, uh, but also to help other apostolates that might be interested right. in, um, in looking at what they do again from that perspective. So that's uh that basically is um what our motivation is. Personally, right? right I uh, my background is uh I was originally in, in engineering and program management, uh, spent some time in the Air Force. Then uh, oh, nice. after that I uh, I became a theologian, got my doctorate in systematic theology. Actually uh taught here in San Antonio for uh, some time at uh uh, the Mexican American Catholic College, helping with the uh, formation of uh oh, yeah deacons. Yeah. We've and, had him on the
0: we've had him on the show. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Uh. So, yeah, and now working full time with the apostolate as well as uh, in, I'm incarnated as a deacon in the uh, personal ordinary to the chair of Saint Peter. Right, uh, and so. I suppose that's enough about me. When did you become a deacon? Actually I was ordained Ordained. Uh, I, I don't do math well in public, so, yeah. <laughs> I was ordained in uh the early part, I don't remember the exact date, but of twenty twenty.
0: Oh, okay. Good deal. Now how did you get involved with atonement? Being over were you already a parishioner there? Yes, I was already I
1: had been a parishioner okay. um for the last fifteen years or so.
0: Well your homily this weekend was fantastic.
1: Oh you're too kind.
0: It was great it was on point. I loved it. I loved it. I heard all the homilies, but, you yeah, they were all very good. Yours was very good. So, Gabriella, let's bring you into the mic and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, your, uh, your role over at the Mother of America's Institute.
2: Sure, yeah. So I'm not nearly as credentialed as Degan Delaney. <laughs> Many of uh, us aren't. <laughs> so I'm the associate director at Mother of the America's Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really my, my main motivation for joining the Institute uh, came from the fact that my own personal faith journey and the faith journey of many of my family members, including my parents and brother and husband, were greatly affected by the courses um, offered by Mother of the Americas Institute. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so we all joined the Catholic Church right after <laughs> taking taking you know one of the one of the yeah. courses uh, made for communion, which which we'll talk about. How um, did you hear about Mother of the Americas Institute? Uh, well, so my husband and I both went through the marriage formation program. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, that, yeah, and it was, you know, again, it was it was so pivotal. Uh, I think our understanding of of marriage was really uh, a completely cultural understanding. Yeah. Uh, we really um, had sort of a surface level understanding of the theology mm-hmm. behind marriage, but we really didn't um, get it or, or or go go deep into what it what it really means to be married until taking this course right um and so that was just one of the ways that that um you know our lives were were changed and so i really believe that more people need to be exposed to these courses and 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 to take them so uh you know i was really motivated to to join the institute my background is in is in marketing um so Getting getting these courses out there and getting them in front of more people. Getting the uh, word out, yeah, right is is what what my part of what my role is, um, yeah. and so you know again that's the the thing that 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 motivates me uh, to keep keep working for the Institute.
0: Well, and that's what we do here. We get the word out, right? So mother of the Americas, I mean, people need to look into it, but before I go to uh, deacon, how is our lady of Guadalupe related to your mission? Because this is a Guadalupe radio network and we love our, our lady. How is she, uh, related to your mission?
2: Yes. So she really, um, she really represents, uh, you know, both our mission and its challenge. Um, so when the, the Spanish Catholics arrived here in Mexico, um, the Aztec Empire had, had already at the time been um, been defeated, but, but the natives were still very, you know, they didn't leave their old culture behind. They right. didn't leave their old gods behind. And so there was this great challenge um, faced by the, by the missionaries to convert people. Um, and today we're, we're kind of in the same situation here in yeah. the United States. Yeah. Our culture is very, um, in many ways, uh, you know, anti anti-Catholic. You know, we're very materialistic. We're very individualistic, um, and so we're today. You know, Catholicism hasn't really made um, much headway here in the United States. It's never been a a, a Catholic country, Um, and so Our Lady of Guadalupe, after her appearance to San Juan Diego. There was a mass conversion uh, of of the Mexican people. Millions yeah. were baptized. Millions. It was, you know, just an incredible. It, right. know, it really was a miracle in the in the truest sense of the term. Sure, sure. Um, and so we're hoping for another miraculous conversion here in the United States. Um, of course, we're not going to just sit by and wait for it to happen. We're going to mm-hmm. be ag- agents of the evangelization. Um, so that's that's really. Um, how, why we look to Our Lady of Waterloo? I love
0: that. What a great way, great explanation. And, uh, you know, Deegan, we're talking about uh, relationships, you know, and we're emphasizing relationships like Gabby just said before explaining Our Lady. Why is it, what is so important about them?
1: Yeah, well, the fact is, is that that's, regardless of what we do, we may be very good at many different things in our lives, but I would say that if we're honest with ourselves, we all have relationships, we all live in them, but probably that of everything that we do is probably one of the worst things that we are at. Right. We're doing well. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason for the fact that we live in relationships. We can't not live in relationships because that's, how God has made us. But because of the fall, because of spiritual warfare, because of temptation, relationships are very, very difficult to live. And in fact, they're difficult to live because of the very fact that we need them. Right. Because we need relationships, we can very easily be tempted to use those relationships for what we get out of them. And the degree to which we do that, we don't get out of them what we need from them. Right. And this makes the world, our lives, very, very confusing. And so if we look at the Catholic faith, we come to understand that it really is simply about relationships. Sure. It's about what relationships are, how the hierarchy of the importance of relationships and how they ought to be lived. Right. And so I think that this is really a touch point in for really the new evangelization. In times past... Uh, it, when the church was first founded by Jesus Christ, right, the idea of sin mm-hmm. was well known. The pagans understood sin. They didn't agree, they, they didn't have divine revelation, they didn't know exactly every specific thing which was sin, but they right. recognized the concept of sin was somehow alienation from the gods. Hmm. And Jesus Christ proposed as the solution to that problem was very, very effective. Well, we can no longer propose Jesus Christ as the solution to the problem of sin, mm-hmm. as a touch point with the vast majority of people in the West, in the United States. It has to be something else, yeah. and in fact, that case—that was the case probably for since the uh, since the Enlightenment, the idea of sin becomes one less and less uh, predominant in terms sure. of a concern. After the Enlightenment, the focus was on proposing Jesus Christ as the truth. And truth, especially during the Enlightenment, understanding truth and being conformed to truth was a very important point of reference. And we did use that for many centuries. Uh, I would say in the last century, uh, and certainly in the contemporary time, that the idea of truth has now become very individualistic. Right. You hear Whenever you hear truth, it's most likely... My truth or your truth. Nobody you, wants a real truth. <laughs> no, nobody wants anything outside of their affective yeah, experience. Exactly. We need to find something that is re- that we can show very quickly is relevant. Right. It's relevant. Jesus Christ is relevant because he is the solution to the problem of relationships. So we are beginning our focus on because we have to understand them and have to be able to live them. Yeah, yeah. So we're l- focusing first on under- helping people to understand and to live their relationships. Right. We begin that we've begun that with a couple of different courses and the the first course is really helping to uh understand the entirety of the Catholic faith from mm-hmm. this perspective, from the perspective of relationships themselves.
0: Right. And I know we're going to we're going to jump right in there cuz you know, I mean, we got a lot of time to discuss, but time goes by so fast. But what a great way to start by by really emphasizing relationships. And what does that mean to you, Gabby? Tell us in your in your perspective what Deacon just talked about in regards mm-hmm. to relationships.
2: Yeah, well, I'll I'll tell you a lot of a lot of young people um, you know, my friends every time we get together, we talk about how hard it is to mm-hmm. make friends and and find a community um, especially you know, once we move cities, you know, for careers and stuff, sure. it's so hard for young people today, and and they're really starving for meaningful, deep, genuine relationships. Right. Um, and so I think this course really speaks to that that need um, and that that desire to to form meaningful relationships. And as Deacon just said, y- you can only have a, a meaningful relationship when it's centered uh, in Christ. Right. Um, and so there's there's all kinds of um there's all kinds of you know apps and businesses now that are selling their own solution for this relationship problem oh, yeah. oh, the, yeah. you know the secular world is is responding to this uh, for better or for worse um and so we as Catholics really need to be um you know we need to have a sense of urgency about this sure uh, about evangelizing others because you know. Again, the secular world is is out there trying to sell their own solution to this Yeah, and problem. being
0: true to yourself and, you know, who can you trust out there? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the other part is, is trust. But when it's built with, you know, Jesus as a center, mm-hmm. I think you have a good chance of finding somebody that you could trust.
1: Yeah, well, I
0: think you've hit the key point
1: here is that this is one of the biggest problems that we have in terms of relationships. And and it's the right. reason that only Jesus Christ is the, is the only solution to it. You can only have a relationship, a deep relationship, to the degree that you can surrender yourself within that relationship. And surrender right. begins with trust. And we live in a society that is very, very low on the ability to trust. That's right. And so we turn in on ourselves, away from one another, because we're afraid of getting hurt. Because we live in such we live in a society that it, I tell my, all of my couples in marriage formation that since Adam and Eve, there's never been a golden age for relationships. Right. They have been difficult and, and there's no getting away from that issue. But I don't think we've ever lived in a time that relationships are been more difficult. And one of the reasons for yeah. that is that we live in a, and I don't want to sound like a communist, or a, <laughs> but we live in a society that is a, it's a consumer-based economy. Mm-hmm. And a consumer-based gate economy is one which has to continue to consume in order even just to stay stable. Right. We have to grow in our consumption. And how do you get people to grow in consumption? Well, you tell them that they need to buy these things. They mm-hmm. deserve it. They're worth it. And all of this, this messaging that we get that just pummels us. Day after day, we get turned into narcissists because we yeah. deserve it. We need it now. It's all about us. Right. We li- we just are in. A, we have a consumer-based mindset. So, we most people wouldn't say this, but we get habituated into acting in our relationships is that your job is to fulfill my needs. Yeah, that's never going to happen. We're never going to experience the fulfillment of a relationship right. as long as we try. As long as we have this. Unspoken and perhaps even unrealized intention to use each other for what we get out of it. And spiritual warfare is a part of this as well. We assume that if we act that way towards one another, their intentions towards us are – and so we always right. have to be on guard with one another. Right. This makes our relationships – it takes a long time for people to get used to being with one another before they – they actually are able to trust one another. Sure. And I think that this is one of the most difficult situations that we've ever had. So we ha- this is why we have to understand ourselves, the way God has made us, what the problem is and the way forward. And we have to start living it in our relationships because
0: others aren't going to change until we change. Yeah, like when did it become acceptable to lie? Yes. On a national stage, on a world stage, I... You see it every day. We do. It, it's it, we've. It happens
1: in small steps. It yeah. happens in small steps. But we just. I mean, the term. It's it's very ironic, isn't it? You know, the term economics. They were. This was coined. You know, by Plato to d- refer to ethics. Ethics really on the local scale. Yeah, and the way we use economics now, it's you hear. Well, that's just business. In other words, there's if if it works, then there's no right and wrong to it. Unbelievable, right? Politics was right was ethics by on um, was ethics on the level of the state. Yeah. Now, when you hear, well, that's just politics, you're actually saying, well, if it if it helps you to get your your end, it's it, you can say whatever you want. Lying is acceptable. That's unbelievable. It really is a. Dis- <laughs> And what does that mean? It means that we can't trust each other. Yeah. We're just we're building into the structure of our society the presupposition that others are not ex- we don't expect each other to be trustworthy. So and how, Deacon,
0: where does that come from?
1: Of course, there's only one person, the the anti the anti evangelist, the anti relationship yeah. expert. Right, right. It's spiritual warfare, and and we don't realize it. We just live with it, and we just. And Catholics, even if we know these truths, if we're not living in contradiction to them, if we're not, if we're not habitually saying no to them, to these mistaken ideas, then the society is going. This social disease, I would call it, is uh-huh. going to negatively affect us. It's going to affect the way we think and act.
0: Sure, sure. Now, I, I want to get into, well, we've got a couple of minutes for the break, but I think we should start talking about Made for Communion and, yes. uh, you know, give us a rundown of what is Made for Communion and how did it start and uh, how do, how do uh, people get uh, involved?
1: Well, I can take that if you wish. All right. You got so, it, Deacon? <laughs> yeah, Made for Communion is a, it's kind of an overview, I would say, of the Catholic faith that. Is made to accomplish two goals. Mm-hmm. One of those is to help us to understand how it all fits together. You see, one of the problems that I think we have, especially for Catholics, and this is, you know, this is very helpful for Catholics that understand their faith very well in pieces and parts. But we have in the the West, it's really been the method by which we have. Modern science has developed the empirical method. We study things in pieces and parts, but we forget that God has, the, the way God has created things is there, We're not just the assembly of pieces and parts. Sure, everything is a whole that's much more than just the pieces and parts, if you will, that they're made from. When we study things, we, we we've done that in terms of presenting the faith. We understand, you know, we hear, we talk about the Ten Commandments, we talk about the sacraments, the sure. Trinity, Jesus Christ the the church, but we study these in pieces and parts, but we don't have a sense of what it all means and how, to, how it all fits together. Right. And that keeps us from being able to more and more authentically live it and apply it in our lives. This program is about made for communion is about helping to show how it all fits together and how to apply it. And it and the Catholic faith does fit together in mm-hmm. all of its parts. And it is practically applicable to everything in our lives because it's about who we are sure we're made in the image of god of the trinitarian god who is relationships and he has made us in his image and likeness he has made us for himself and one another we're made for communion communion i define as relationships of selfless love
0: i love the title made for communion because like you said we're made for communion
1: we are and we cannot understand
0: ourselves or fulfill ourselves
1: without that so this helps to show the entirety of the catholic faith from this
0: perspective, so it shows how it fits together and how we need to act, how we apply it. We're going to talk more in the second part of our show, but thank you, uh, uh, listeners. We'll be bre- we'll be back. we with Deacon David Delaney and Gabriella Gas. Sit tight, and uh, we'll be back. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Thank you. Today, the GRN
1: salutes the Mr. Pay It Forward raffle ticket guy. I'm gonna pay it
2: forward. Ooh-hoo. Whenever you buy a raffle ticket to try and win a 2024 Black Mercedes-Benz GLB 250, you don't stop at one. Plus one for my pastor. Thanks to you, we're going to reach our goal of 1,000 pay it forward recipients. Just remember to pay it forward. Oh, yeah.
3: This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. All parents want their children to be happy, but ironically, it's the one thing that we actually cannot do for our kids. Every person has to make the choice to be happy by themselves. What we can do as parents is to teach them what will make them happy and give our kids the self-discipline to choose that path. So what will make our kids happy? First, gratefulness. Children need to learn to appreciate what they have. Second, generosity. Teach them to give themselves away and to live for others. Last, boundaries. Children who have guardrails in their lives know what is expected of them, and this brings security needed for happiness. Make sure to also give your child time. Time to be bored, to make their own fun, and time to make choices and instill within them a deep foundational knowledge of their identity, knowledge of their own giftedness and vocation.
2: For more resources in our podcast, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. It's almost time for
0: the 2024 Central Texas Catholic Men's Conference. Come experience the unforgettable spiritual renewal and fellowship with Catholic men from across the Diocese of Austin as we gather to grow and worship together on Saturday, February 17th. Hear Catholic speakers Matthew Leonard, founder of the Science of Sainthood, and Devin Shabb, executive director of Fathers of St. Joseph. Get your tickets at sentexcatholic.com That's C-E-N-T-E-X catholic.com. And we are back. Welcome back, everybody, to the second half of our show. You're listening to the Guadalupe Radio Network's In His Vineyard. I'm your host, Gordy Zambrano, General Manager for South and Central Texas. I want to thank everybody out there for listening. And just a reminder, you can join our Facebook page at GRN South and Central Texas. And uh, I also like to remind everybody that, you know, if you have an event, That's coming up that we can, uh, you know, help build awareness about. Please reach out to me if you have a product, if you have a company that you'd like to uh, start promoting on the the Guadalupe Radio Network. We're always looking for sponsors and benefactors and all that good stuff. So all you got to do is call or email me, gordon at grnonline.com. And in my intro, I forgot to. uh, mentioned prayers for my mom she fell at my house the on saturday and i tried to break her fall as much as possible but she still fractured a little bit of her nose hit her head went to the hospital got checked out and uh, she's doing okay but just need prayers for her and for her recovery so yeah so felt bad about i I felt bad about that all weekend like i had some i was carrying so much stuff i couldn't really break her fall 100 percent but Mom, if you're listening, hopefully you're uh, getting some rest and hopefully you get better. So I'm joined here with Deacon David Delaney and Gabriella Gast from the Mother of America Institute and also parishioners at Our Lady of the Atonement. Uh, we're talking about a number of things, but a lot about the Mother of America's Institute, but we're diving into the course that they're, they've come up with, Made for Communion. We were talking about that in the fir- at the end of the first segment. Uh, let's just go over what is, what is made for communion deacon. And then Gabrielle, if you could jump in and, uh, you know, why, why people should be interested in this course. Okay.
1: Yes. So again, made for communion. It's a course that, uh, that we've developed. It's an online course. It is self-paced. It's a video based course. You can sign up for it. Uh, you, we ask you to register to go through it, but again, it's free. You don't have to pay for it. Oh, that's good. The only thing we ask in payment is that if you think it's of value, please, please share it with uh, with at least two or three of your friends. Sure. So uh, get them to uh, to take it as well. We think that this is very important for uh, for the um, for really our transformation. Yeah. Because it, I think it helps us to understand the faith from a very practical perspective. So there are nine sessions to it. Each session has uh, two parts, each a video. The videos are you know, about 10 to 15 minutes a piece. Mm-hmm. It, does, it's not, uh, a, a great, it is an investment in time, but it's not a great investment in time. But I think it's an investment of time. It's not a waste of time. Like sometimes right. we can sit in front of the – well, as, if you're my age, we called it the boob tube – well, I'm sure, not sure young people have TVs yeah. anymore, but yeah. whatever kind of display device you watch on, time can go away. I think that this is time that will, well spent. will It will stay with you and help you to become who God has created you to become. Right, uh, it has within it, um, you know, text explanation that goes along with the uh, the video course, and we also have a, a study guide. We have a study guide that's available. You can get that through uh, Amazon. That uh, that provides uh, again the uh, the content associated with it. We also have uh, some questions for at the end of it for uh, um, you know, a little quiz to help you to see you know what you've gotten out of it and kind right. of uh, identify what the main points you are you should have gotten out of it are about. And so that's basically what uh, what the
0: course is. Now, Gabby, what why should Catholics be interested in this?
2: Sure. So whether you're a new Catholic or you're curious about the faith or you're a cradle Catholic, mm-hmm. uh, I think you're going to find some some really interesting information in this course. Um the beginning really lays out uh the, the foundation of the course is building upon a deep understanding of the Trinity. Um uh, and for most most Catholics, the Trinity is something very um mysterious. Right. Uh, I think most of us really, you know, we understand okay, three persons, one God. Um, maybe if I was on Jeopardy that information would be helpful <laughs> yeah. uh, but most of us don't really think about it too much um, and so Made for Communion really goes deep and makes the Trinity right. uh, something that, that you will think about every day um, yeah. it is the model for how we should live relationships um, and it's it's really eye opening again whether you're familiar with the faith or not Yeah. and
0: also understanding what the meaning of the real presence is right? Exactly. I mean, I don't know if y'all covered
2: that. I just threw that
0: in there. But, uh, you know, when I when I figured out what the real presence was, right. it changed my life. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. It's interesting, too, that um, – and, and we do go into that. We go really Good. into the reason why we call, you know, Jesus Christ really present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the yeah. Eucharist. When we receive that, we call that Holy Communion. There's a very deep reason for that. It's not – these words, right, are – very much this idea of communion made for these deep relationships of selfless love. Right. That is what holy Communion is. We oftentimes don't, we talk about that in terms of the sacraments as well. You know, We, we have traditionally presented the sacraments from a perspective of the fruit that we get from it, which we call grace. That's grace is being sure, right, partaking in the divine nature is being transformed by this encounter. But oftentimes the interpersonal aspect of sacraments is lost on us. Yeah. And so we can actually not have, right, bear the fruit that we should in that relationship. Because like I had said before, in many of our relationships, when we go to our relationships, we go to them too often for what we get out of them. Sure. So in, our, in terms of our relationship with God – if we go to the sacraments if we go to holy communion if we go to confession just for we get what we get out of it we diminish the fruit of that re- that interaction if we realize that the sacrament itself going to confession going to communion going to mass is this real encounter with the one that we're made for right. jesus christ we can approach it we would approach it in a completely different way and recognize that the grace that we receive from it is not something we go there to take. It's a gift that we receive when we receive him and we return ourselves to him. It shows this, right? It shows in a completely different way sure. what this really is. And so looking at this in terms of relationships, we can see practically and how that applies to us, how we can live our relationships with God and with one another much in a much more fruitful way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now Gabby, how has the uh what what has been the I guess the early take on what you guys are trying to do here?
2: Yes, so uh Deacon Delaney has been teaching this material um at Our Lady of the Atonement in the uh adult inquiry class that mm-hmm. uh that is offered there. Um and so I mean people it again it changes lives. It changes it changed my life and, sure. and the life of my my parents and my brother um, and many others. You know, I'm, I'm just one student who who attended that class. There's right. untold, uh, you know, people who have been been affected by this course, yeah. um, and and the information shared. So, uh, I, really, the the Trinity I, and understanding the Trinity is is has been you know one of the foundational um, things that people take away. Um, you know, it's again, it's pretty mysterious to to most of us, but sure. getting familiar with okay, the three persons and, and how they interact, what their relationship really is with each other and right. what that means for our day-to-day lives. Uh, I think that's, that's the most impactful part of this course.
0: When is the launch date?
2: It is live now. Oh, okay. Um, so, so we, we can, have, yeah. yes, it is, it is ready uh, for whenever anybody wants to sign up, uh, totally free, and it's an on-demand course. So there's not you know, scheduled lectures. You can sure. do it on your own time. Um, we are going to have a, um, a launch party for it this weekend at Casablanca theater. Cool. Um, we'll be showing the first session, uh, and then having a, a discussion about it. So you guys nice. can register for that. The easiest way is to go onto our Facebook page at mother of the Americas Institute, um, and purchase a ticket, uh, or not purchase a ticket. It's a, it's a free event, <laughs> but to reserve your seat, uh, tickets are limited uh, so if you want to come join us and, and see the first session uh, and, you know, talk to some fellow Catholics around the San Antonio area, come come and join us. What's your website? MAinstitute.org. MAinstitute.org. Yes, you can find out, uh, you know, about our, our other courses um, sure. and more about what we do at MAinstitute.org. Yeah, I
0: want to make sure that we get that out there because we have listeners that are probably like, where do I go? Where, you know, how do I register? So we want to make sure on Facebook, Mother of the Americas Institute, so you can go on Facebook or go to their website, mainstitute.org. Deacon, yeah. go ahead.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully we can reserve a, a
0: seat for you, Gordy. Are you going to be, to be there? Yeah. You, you <laughs> mentioned that at the beginning of this, you know, prior to us airing, and you know uh, let me see what I can do. Indeed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So this weekend, tell me about this weekend again. We kind of glazed over it, but- uh, do you have, how many right. availabilities do you have or
2: seats There are, there are currently uh, 24 seats, um, so it's it's very limited, but okay. so get your tickets now
0: yeah yeah, so you want to go in there and get your tickets so <laughs> yeah I, I think it'll be a good opportunity
1: too, because I, I mean after the showing, we'll have opportunity for questions and answers. We'll kind of discuss, sure. we can discuss everything for about the you know questions about how it came about, what the course is, or even some of the things that they might have seen within it. Uh, One of the things that you'll see this uh, this weekend is in it's in the first part or the you know the first session is what we call the the communion model. Hmm. It really is. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, and so I need things simplistically in my mind. And so this is a model that I developed. That that, as Gabby was saying, it, it everything returns to the Trinity. It might seem a little bit – it seems very difficult initially I think to imagine right. how – what little has really been revealed to us about the Trinity and the interior life of the Trinity but how applicable it is to everything that it is we do. It's central to our fulfillment. And yeah. so the very center point of, of this uh, little model, this mental model that we use – We situate the entirety of the content of the course around this. We continually return to this. in In the study guide, we show where the topics that we're talking about, you know, whether it's the sacrament, the liturgy and sacraments, the the spiritual life, the in life of prayer, or the or the moral life, uh, or the church, or Christology. All of these things, we show where it is that we are talking about it in terms of the model. The model shows how creation itself and salvation history, now the liturgy, are all reflections of the interior life of God. Right. And what that means is that if we want to live each of these aspects of our lives authentically, we have to know what it means to model our lives, to behave in, in every particular way right. that we, we live, that corresponds to this pattern, this very fundamental pattern of first receiving yeah. another and then returning ourselves fully because we all fall off forward. track right we do we do and sometimes we fall off track maybe not necessarily innocently enough but oftentimes ignorantly oh, right we don't fully understand we don't fully realize why we're going astray It's like our frontal lobe took a break it is it, part of it is because of the way we've been habituated by our society to yeah. think and act. We, yeah. It distorts the way that we understand life. It, is, it can distort the way we understand the Catholic faith. Right. And right. this this program or
0: this uh, course is
1: intended as a solution to all of these problems. Right. Well, I
0: tell you what. I think you're going to have a lot of people interested, and I'm praying that everybody uh, listening goes to uh, Facebook, Mother of the Americas Institute, or their website, M A Institute. .org. Now, you mentioned the great mystery at the top of the program. We're, we're talking about something As You mentioned the great mystery. Can you tell us a little bit more more about it? I mean, we've got like you know, 10, 15 minutes, but okay. yeah.
1: Yeah, the great mystery. We've talked about relationships. The great mystery comes from – it's a phrase uh, that St. John Paul II uses talking about the relationship of Christian marriage. Drawing from Saint Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Mm-hmm. His letter to the Ephesians, he says this relationship of Jesus Christ, the bridegroom, to his church, the bride, is that same relationship of Christian husbands and wives. And so this is a um this is a program, a course uh, that is right now in development. It's we've been I've been oh, using cool. it for the last five or six years in court for couples in facilitated courtship mm-hmm. as well as um yeah, Engaged couples, preparing them for uh, for marriage, uh, and what it basically is is it takes what we are talking about in made for communion and applies it to this most fundamental mar- relationship of of human life, which is marriage, marriage <laughs> right. and family life. And so, the great mystery is something that we hope to in the next uh, few months have uh, uh, to go beyond just the uh, you know kind of the short the, the constrained beta version as i said i've put, i've had about 60 couples take it in the last seven
0: eight years and um you know that's do they have to be married couples or can they be dating <clears throat>
1: no or singles v- very good question yeah i do take couples that are i call it in courtship yeah um Maybe a, a quick summary of the of the life of dating. Uh, oftentimes we end up in relationship uh, no, relationships a, a very bad habit that's habituated by the society in which we live. That people date today they go they date exclusively with one another for what they get out of it. Right. Really, I I refer to as intentional right or, or um, purposeful dating is this it 's the only reason to date somebody exclusively is discerning marriage right um, that period of dating we do we usually do it wrong because we live in a i mean we 've just habituated to because really of the technology that we use oversharing developing right allowing it to progress too quickly right. in a sense of uh, it's we really develop a false sense of understanding of one another a false sense of the really the the knowledge of one That's another That's easy to do too. It is very now. easy to do. Yeah. So we during this period of time we need to be spending time more in terms of being cautious about how much we surrender emotionally to one another, right. uh, but we want to really learn just by our experience with another who each other is, getting to a point that we really can say, okay, I can trust this person to, regardless of what happens, to this relationship, they will keep in confidence what needs to be kept in confidence. Right. And so we're we're. This is all presupposing. Um, right, discerning marriage. Sure. When you're at the point that each of each other can say, "Yes, we still think we're being called to marriage, and we can trust one another." Each we both have sufficient maturity, and I've se- we've seen this in each other that we will keep, we will be able to keep, regardless of where this relationship goes. In confidence, those things share sure. confidence. We move to the phase I would call courtship. Made for communion is made to pick up there. Ah, okay. And so we go through yeah. a facilitated courtship. There are twelve chapters that we w- we go through in Made May for communion for those couples to discern learn wow. they discern they learn about themselves one another, and what relationships are sure after that period of time we we will take a break. This is the ideal that right. we, would, we take the break and they then finish their discernment and decide whether or not they are going to be become engaged, or they're not. Then, if like they, the turning point, you know, right? It's the uh, the the decision. So the decision can be made right. with full well as full awareness as possible of who each other is, and and making sure both are in the same sheet of music. Then we would yeah. re- reconvene and we would go through the last four chapters. If they've and we call that the period of betrothal. Okay, um, but once they've uh, decided to get engaged, then we would finish out the program. But we do—I have used it with couples that are already engaged. I've mm-hmm. used it with couples who are having difficulties in marriage. Um, it primarily in you know in parish ministry. Sure, um, it has many different applications. But yeah, you know, but the the great mystery is something that we hope to get out. We we still haven't developed a, a facilitator formation program, uh, so that is one. Um, one shortfall but we are trying to get a uh, kind of a we're on track in the next few months to get kind of a self-guided program right going but Gabby has some more things she can tell us about that.
2: Yeah, go ahead Gabby. Sure so one of uh this this generous uh, volunteer that we have he's a he's a tech CEO out of Austin he's building an application for us that uh works as a essentially as a as an assessment uh, oh, cool. so couples take this and they understand um, you know their proclivities to virtue and maybe where they right. need to work on some things um, in order to to you know live a happy married life. Um, so he's working on that for us in order for us to be able to then bring in facilitators and and kind of train them uh, on how that works. Oh,
0: you are taking this to a whole other level here. Yes, wow.
2: yes, that's okay. Good. That's keep, going. keep going, keep yeah. going. That's the goal because y- you know when. We could spend a whole other hour talking about how the dating scene, you know, how kind of tragic it is. And when we get dating wrong, we get marriage wrong. Yeah. And when marriages go wrong, it's not just divorce, it's a whole family that's then torn Everybody's apart. Everybody's involved, yeah. Right. And yeah. then, you know, you have children of divorce and they have, uh, you know, worse outcomes in, in every part of life, uh, you know, academically, sure. emotionally. Um, and so, it's really important to to get these things right. Uh, imagine how different our culture would look if we had happy, lifelong, lasting marriages.
0: Wouldn't that be awesome?
2: Yeah. Yes. So yeah. that's that's our mission, um, and that's why it's it's so important for us to to be able to keep to keep this work going. Um, so, as as Deacon Delaney said, we're 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 building out this app, and we're um, trying to find couples uh, who would be interested in in facilitating this course. Um, and we're we're working with uh, several different um partners to be able to to bring this to other parishes um and expand it in within our parish at, at Our Lady of the Atonement when do you think the app's going to be ready it should be done by the end of this month oh um, oh that's quick yes
1: yeah i'm i'm wow. the uh, uh long pole in the tent i should say the, it, i'm the uh, the initi- um, Wade, uh, who is very generous um, with his time, has developed – I mean the first stage of it is ready. Um, I am in the midst of testing. It's, a, it's fairly complicated, so uh, uh, the app itself. And so it takes uh, quite a bit of dedicated time to, uh, to test out all of the different sure, uh, branches sure. of it. And so I've been – um i've been going through that i'm hopeful within the next week or so that i'll have that and we can fix all of the uh all of the um the aspects of it that need to be tweaked and uh, yeah. and so by the end of the really by the end of the month we're hopeful that we have the test the the app done and ready for validating the vet okay. will have another step of validating all of the questions and we're gathering together couples that can you know, they can take the take it, and then we do. We'll do a, sti- a statistical analysis of all of the the questions to make sure that uh, really the questions that are being answered are getting the uh, right. you know the uh, valid uh, responses and such. So to, to basically to ensure that we're not uh, um, you know. Wasting people's time with our our first draft of the uh, are
0: the majority the Catholic that are taking this course or
1: is it mixed? I would say the major the vast majority are Catholic. Uh-huh. Um, a number of couples we've had, I haven't had, we have not had any couples take it yet where at least one hasn't been Catholic. Ah, yeah. Um, but we have had some mixed marriages come out of it where one you know one um one of the uh, partners is Catholic and the other is isn't. Uh, but very, we have had probably more. Most of those couples that have gone through the course, uh, the other spouse eventually does become Catholic, and, and yeah. I would say part of the program, uh, you know, I think aids in that direction because part of it, actually, part of the great mystery will be the, the made for communion for yeah. those it, because it the couples basically need kind of a refresher on their faith. Like a mini RCIA, so, yeah. Right, from the perspective of relationships. Yeah. And so these two go together very, uh, very well.
0: Wow, that's going to be awesome. Uh, now, there's other marriage programs out there, I'm sure. How right. is this one going to be different?
1: Sure, yeah. Like so um, when this was first developed, uh, you know, about seven years ago, I did a survey of the, uh, the top 20 programs that were being right. used. I looked at uh the strengths and the uh the um you know the areas for growth mm-hmm. that each of those had. In general I could say that those programs are kind of divided into two different types. One type of those programs generally was mm-hmm. very good about talking about the you know the theology of marriage, the uh, sure. the basically the church's teaching on marriage. Uh the other um but but they generally those programs tended to be a little bit light on kind of the practical application of many of these things to, to uh, daily life. Okay, yeah. Ironically, those the other kinds of programs that were focused on you know practical considerations like finances and communication, generally were very light to non-existent about mm-hmm. the you know the Catholic meaning of uh, and these are all Catholic programs by the way. Um, so in reviewing all, in assessing all of these, these were really, began with an assessment of which ones of these might be worth uh, worth using. Right. You know, I came to, uh, I came to a, uh, it basically <laughs> became the foundation for developing uh, ma- the, the great mystery because it basically was so, well, this kind, you know, this would be very good here and this would be very good yeah. here, but there was no program that did all of that. So this was basically looking at, The best of what was out there and kind of putting our own own particular spin on it, which is basically looking at the – as Gabby said, it's so foundational. Beginning understanding what relationships are by understanding what Jesus Christ revealed to us about the Trinity and what that means for how we have to live our relationships with God and with one another. Just from that model, we infused all of these different aspects or, or these good things from the other programs. The other way that this is different besides kind of filling in all those gaps is that it is not um, intended to be preparation. Ah, okay. And what I mean by preparation is, you know, it's like the last, you know, maybe the la- one of the last things you do before you get married. You got, oh, yeah. you know, a month or two beforehand. You have to check this block. It is really formation. Yeah. Preparation, I would say, is about information. Formation is about Transformation. We we can change the way we think generally like that. You know, wanna I flip? You know, if you couldn't hear it, you're right on. That was a good click. (laughs) But changing the way we act because of what we know is a long haul. Sure. And if we don't get started on it now, if we don't get started in it while we are in formation, then these are going to be ideas that will go away. Yeah. Because and we won't put it into practice. We have to start putting those things into practice in the program itself. And so right now, especially because of my time limitations, I take couples only that can and will devote a year to formation. Okay.
0: Now, uh, parishes that have marriage formation classes and stuff, they could use this. They could. And we're hoping that more and more
1: parishes will. And we will. And as soon as we get the rest of the facilitator formation program developed, we're going to start taking it to other parishes to see if we can't convince them that uh, this this would be very helpful for them. As
0: That's well. where Gabby's marketing comes in.
2: Yes, Amen. indeed. Yes.
0: Thank you for joining us. That music means we're out of town, out of time. Deacon Delaney, thank you for everything you do. Gabby, thank you for everything. Be- best of luck to y'all with uh, Made for Communion, and everybody out there. Thank you for listening to Inner's Vineyard. Have a great week. God bless.
2: Hi, this is Dave Palmer. Do you love all that you're learning about the Catholic Church here on the GRN? And are you ready to dive into the deep? If so, join us each Friday afternoon beginning at 1 p.m. Central for Back to the Father on the GRN's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages as we discuss key teachings of St. Thomas Aquinas' Summa Theologia and their application to our everyday journey through this life and our goal of returning Back to the Father each Friday at 1 p.m. Central. Email Back to the Father at grnonline.com for more information.
0: The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to thank Dr. LaVoyger Geese and Geese Family Dental for their support of Catholic Radio in San Antonio. Geese Family Dental specializes in comprehensive family dentistry, Invisalign clear aligner therapy, dental implants, wisdom teeth extraction, and teeth whitening. Call 210-522-1777 or visit front desk at GiesFamilyDental.com.
3: This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. St. John Paul II called for a new evangelization, an act of love meant to reintroduce all the faithful to the love of Jesus Christ. This act of love has never been more urgent. In his work, The Judgment of Nations, historian Richard Dawson notes, The hope of the world rests in the last resort on the existence of a spiritual nucleus of believers who are bearers of the seed of unity. If we have faith in the power of the Spirit, we must believe that even these evils can be conquered. For the powers of the world are blind powers which are working in the dark. They are powerless against that Spirit who is the Lord and Giver of life, and against those higher powers of spiritual understanding and love, which are the essential gifts of the Holy Spirit. The battle for the world is first and foremost spiritual. Are you ready for battle today?
1: Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org.
3: Transmitting the treasures of our Catholic faith to your radio every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. This is the station the Lord has made. KJMA, 89.7 FM, Floresville, San Antonio. Also at grnonline.com. So listen daily, rejoice, and be glad.